Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Hello, everybody. I royally fucked up my day because it is 8.11 p.m. And I am recording this episode the night before it airs. And you guys know I preach a morning routine, I preach a night routine, I preach stopping work at a certain hour, and I messed up my schedule, and I literally just finished work. Um, Just too many calls, really. If I have a lot of work, I usually will leave it to the next day, try to balance that out, but today was one of those. I had a podcast recording. I had five calls. I had two clubhouses. So uh, let's just chalk this up to, I don't know, a blip in the road. But that being said, it is eight o'clock and I'm actually quite happy. I'm not so tired. I definitely had a little bit of that delirious burnout earlier just because I have not physically stopped talking basically all day. Um, but I feel good. I, I feel as if I've connected with so many incredible people today. I was into amazing clubhouse rooms, which I'm going to be actually launching a clubhouse room series every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. It's going to be called the Emotional Entrepreneur Series, and I'm going to invite another female entrepreneur to come on who I'm going to be interviewing and talking about a specific mental health mindset aspect that we can get into detail about the guest's experience as well as my own and how it applies to not only running their business but also to their career and just finding a place of purpose and passion every single day. So for the first room of the Clubhouse series, The Emotional Entrepreneur, I'm bringing on Bailey Stanworth, who is the founder of Play Digital, as well as the 
co-host of What Day Is It podcast. So I'm really excited. You can go to my Instagram. Um, the link in the bio will always have the latest Clubhouse link for Tuesday's Clubhouse 4 p.m. PST. So you can always add it to your Google Cal that way. And I'll be posting on stories, etc. So you guys can check that out and um, put it in the Cal and, and join us. We'll be doing Q&A. We'll be doing interviews. Um, basically everything we talk about on this podcast, but with another female entrepreneur or influencer, author. So I am super, super excited about that. And I will remind you all for Tuesday's episode, um, since that will be the first day of the Clubhouse series. We have some insane guests coming on. So I am super stoked about that. But today we are actually going to be talking about how to emotionally check in. I was DMing with some of you after I sent a poll up yesterday about whether or not you find life inspiring. And one of the women who DM'd me asked if I could do an episode on how to emotionally check in. She used the words emotional intelligence, and I'm not really going to dive so deep into that because I don't know the... uh, I don't know if it's a psychology thing, if it's a human behavioral thing. Emotional intelligence feels a little bit more on the scientific side that I'm not super an expert or qualified to talk about in depth, but I can 100% talk about emotionally checking in. So emotionally checking in is something that I do constantly, every single day, pretty much every 10 minutes of my life. Now, I have gotten to a point where emotionally checking in is truly my norm. It's how I navigate my days. It's how I kind of touch base with myself and figure out what I'm feeling, how I want to feel, how the day's going, um, if I'm in alignment, if something I'm doing is out of alignment. And I move through the process very, very quickly through my emotional check-ins, but I know that emotionally checking in, if you haven't practiced that muscle yet, might seem very foreign and overwhelming. So I came up with a three-step process that I go through to emotionally check in. This has kind of become quite second nature to me. I do it pretty instantly. Um, But I was thinking about what I really do as I emotionally check in throughout the day. And these three steps were the things that really came to mind um, as practices that I implement consistently. And the reason I emotionally check in throughout the day is because a lot of the times, think about the last time you ended up in a place where you were frustrated or angry or stressed or overwhelmed. And then kind of go backwards, rewind three hours. Was there anything you could have done in those three hours leading up to the overwhelm, the stress, the anger, the anxiety? Was there anything that you could have done to either prevent it by checking in and seeing where you were at? A lot of the times when really, really intense emotions come through, it's because they've reached a breaking point because we have not addressed these smaller warning signals, the smaller signs. So I emotionally check in so that all of a sudden at 3 p.m. I don't find myself so angry and frustrated and stressed and overwhelmed. When I get that inkling of overwhelm or stress, I immediately emotionally check in and then I devise a plan of action to either counteract that kind of growing emotion that is unfavorable or uncomfortable and check in to see that clearly my body and my mind and soul need something in that moment and in order to not neglect it so that I reach a space of complete emotional outburst, 
I emotionally check in and then take care of myself. Sometimes, I'll admit, it's exhausting. Emotionally checking in all the time is is a lot. It's always being hyper aware. It's always being in tune. And sometimes I just don't want to do that. But in the times that I don't do it, that's when I notice when things get a little bit out of control or that I feel as if I'm off course or that suddenly my day has taken a turn. So these small things that you can do and you don't have to do them for every emotion you feel in the beginning, but if you can start just maybe emotionally checking in once a day when you feel something shift, I think that it'll start as all muscles do. It'll start to develop, it'll start to grow, and you'll be able to catch not only what emotions come up for you, but you'll be able to catch what emotions are triggered by which external circumstances. So that, for example, this is kind of an obvious example, but if I don't eat lunch by 11.30, I get really, really hungry, hangry, anxious, I get lightheaded, I'm not happy, and I'm hangry. So in order to emotionally check in at 11.15 and notice those bodily cues of hunger, I can then treat myself, take care of myself so that that hangry state doesn't work. That's more of a biological, physical thing. So, But it's a really great example. Like You eat before you get hungry so that you don't get hangry. So with your emotions... You get the slight cue of hunger, and that's probably anxiety, and then you take care of the anxiety by going for a walk, by stepping outside, by meditating, and therefore you don't get to the full-blown anxiety where you can't shake it off. So let's move through the three steps. Okay, so step number one is to make space for your emotions. And this might sound weird to you, but have you ever just let your emotions sit and play and come to the surface. So what I mean by this is the next time you feel a sense of anxiety or you feel a sense of despair or you feel an energetic shift, make space for that emotion to say hi. It's visiting you for a reason. It's letting you know something. Either you need more oil in the car, in the engine. You need more rest. You need food. You need more time alone. You need less screen time. These emotions are guiding warning signs. Not even always warning signs, but just guides. They're kind of your highest guide, your 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 most pure version of a compass. So Making space for your emotions meaning not means not distracting yourself. So distracting yourself looks like scrolling on Instagram, looks like watching TV. It can even look like reading at times. So when you feel as if there's something that's trying to get through you or something feels a little bit off balance, put everything away. I know I sound like a broken record, but close your laptop, put your phone away, walk outside, preferably with no shoes, and just sit and witness your emotions. That's all you have to do. Your only job is to sit and let them appear. Now, the second step is to identify and accept them. So I find that sometimes we have trouble identifying the true emotion. So if you're sitting in sadness, just say, I feel sad right now. 
If you're sitting with anger, saying, I feel angry right now. If you're sitting with joy, say, I feel joy right now. And by just identifying it, we're going to accept it. And when I say accept, I mean identifying it in a non-judgmental way. So don't say, I'm sad. I shouldn't be sad. This is terrible. Say, I am sad. And that right now simply is. And then you get to witness that emotion without this need to correct or fix or escape or bury or dissolve or run away from, you are able to just say the fact, which is, right now, I feel sad, and that is what I feel in this moment. By simplifying it that much and not throwing external judgments or not going into fight or flight on how to get out of it, If you can just sit, since you've made space for your emotions by removing distractions and you've identified the emotion that you are feeling and you've accepted it by not applying judgment to that identification, you can just work with the facts. You can suddenly remove yourself from the emotion and the emotion is just something happening to you and around you. It is not you. It is something that is or it is something that you are experiencing. And the minute we accept without judgment is the minute we don't add fuel to the fire. I think a lot of the times, it's not the anxiety that puts us out, it's the anxiety about the anxiety. It's not the depression that super debilitates us, it's the depression about the depression. So when we get into a state of feeling uncomfortable emotions, We get really worked up about the fact that we are feeling it, applying judgment that we should not be feeling that way, and we start scurrying for ways to either get out of it or then to just feel so trapped in it. It's in that second layer of the emotion that we get caught in, not the actual emotion itself sometimes. So once we identify and accept it, we don't add anxiety. We aren't aren't anxious about our anxiety. We just have anxiety. We are experiencing anxiety. And if we can remove that top layer of real chaos, really, we are able to just sit with the root emotion. Now, the third step to emotionally checking in is to create a plan or to take action. This three-step process, if you're starting in the beginning, you know, as I said, make space for your emotions in in step number one, then identify and accepting without judgment, you know, spend time. We don't want to skip over each step too quickly because that will rush the process and it won't allow us to fully process the emotions and those emotions won't be able to come to the forefront, ride the wave they need to ride and then move on. So once we feel as if we've sat for enough time and and really come to understand what it is we're feeling without judgment, then we get to take action. And I find the best way to take action is using Shaman Durek's technique, which I read in his book. I, I don't think it has a formal name. I'm not even sure he calls this his technique, but he wrote about it in his book, Spirit hacking, which if you're super spiritual, I recommend you to read. But if you haven't dipped your toes into spirituality or a beginner, do not open that book. It'll totally freak you out. Um, So he says to take a moment to feel what yes feels like in your body and what no feels like in your body. So close your eyes 
and just think about something that you want to do. That's a yes, right? I want to meet my friend for dinner. I want to call my friend. I want to hug my significant other. Feel what that yes feels like in your physical body. Once you've become acquainted with that and you can really feel that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, then I want you to feel what no feels like. So I don't want to go for a run or I don't want to drink alcohol tonight. Feel what that feels like to have something be a no or I don't want to take that phone call with my friend's second cousin's wife's brother. Feel in your body what that feels like. What does no feel like and what does yes feel like? And then once you're able, once your body tells you because your body communicates exactly what you need to know, once your body tells you what yes feels like and what no feels like, you can then create a plan and take an action based off exactly what your body needs. So let's say I'm feeling anxious. I have made space for the emotion and welcomed it into my body. I have identified I am feeling anxiety right now and that is what is happening. And then I start to create the plan and I say, okay, there's a few options here. Do I want to journal right now? And I feel yes and I feel no in my body. Which one's coming up? Okay, no came up. It sounds like my body doesn't want to journal. Do I want to go for a walk? Okay, I feel into my body. Is it yes or is it no? Which, um, which physical response is happening? And then I say, do I want to just walk outside and pick an orange and eat an orange? Okay, my body's telling me yes. That's what I get to do. So we get to intuitively listen to our body because emotions are giving us the warning signs and our body tells us what it needs from us. And that mind-body connection is what is going to get you through emotionally checking in, not just through it, but then realize the path forward, the path through, the healing action that you get to take. The yes-no kind of protocol or I suppose filter is a really great way to also tap into your intuition because it allows you to feel what your body wants you to do, not what your rational mind thinks you should do, but what your body wants. And your body will tell you if it's time to journal, if it's time to sleep, if it's time to go for a walk, if it's time to call a friend. If you start really, really getting in tune with that yes or no feeling in your body, um, you you kind of get the answers to your next steps on a lot of things. And if this is difficult for you to come to kind of fruition with, with this yes or no, um, next time you're super excited about something that you want to move forward with, take a pause and recognize how that feels in your body. That's your yes naturally coming through. And then the next time you have to do something you don't want to, or you're forced to do something you don't want to, think about or feel what that feels like in your body that's your no. So that's kind of a good way to um, come up with those emotions without being kind of on demand, as I'm saying here. So that is the three-step process. And then, of course, you got to do the action, right, to to move through, to come to fruition. And, and don't worry if the anxiety doesn't necessarily move and go away once you've taken that action. The fact that you've addressed it, identified it, accepted it, made space for it, and created action around it means that it's not going to 
catastrophize and bubble up to such an extreme that you reach a breaking point. Now, there's no guarantee, obviously, that, you know, if your anxiety is so high that you might not have a panic attack, but the fact that you are nurturing it allows it to know that it is safe and that you are paying attention. And in that paying attention, it won't bubble up and grow and fester until it's completely debilitating and you can't handle it anymore. So let's, let's recap real quick to emotionally check in. Uh, step number one is to make space for your emotions by getting rid of all distractions. Number two is to identify the emotion you are feeling in a non-judgmental way so that you can accept that emotional experience. And number three is to create an actionable plan using the yes or no method to feel what your body needs in that moment. I hope this was helpful. I hope that it spoke to you. I hope that it resonated and filled your soul up. Um, Of course, if you listened to this, loved it, and know a friend who needs to hear this, I would so appreciate it if you would text it to a friend. Follow me at Scout Sobel on Instagram. And I hope to see you on Tuesday at 4 p.m. PST in Clubhouse. It would mean the world to me. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, loves. I'll catch you next time.